Due to the adult nature of our content, listener discretion is advised. Lake. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of which, have you ever met anyone else that's used ozone like we have? Ozium. Oz- Ozium is that what's called? Yeah. Ozium takes the I smoke that, out of your car. I and... looked that shit up online the other day. <laughs> it literally goes through and kills your short term memory. No, that... I can't. I, I was always wondering why we'd sit in the apartment the entire time and go. What were we doing? What were we doing like ten minutes ago? Like <laughs> I, I can't even like. Do you need to take your shoes outside? <laughs> All right, fellas, we are recording. Just so you're aware, we're up and running. Um, we're looking at episode number nine. I'm your host, your Mr. Mighty Quinn. Back at you from the armpit of the Utah. Um, I've got Joshua, my son here. Um, his good friend uh, Forrest. He's here with us. Uh, I. Don't mention your uh, last name unless you like it. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Forrest, uh, I will, I would introduce you and tell you, tell everybody all about what I know about you, but I'm going to let you do a little bit of it. <laughs> okay, okay. When it comes to me, pretty much new dad, new wife. Uh, really had fun being single and went and explored a lot of things and went a lot of places and did a lot of things. My resume can attest to that. Okay. Um, other than that, I'm just enjoying life and being a dad and playing with my son. That's what I live for. That's goddamn good. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a uh, pretty admirable. Uh, uh, you also went into the military. I did right out of high school. Uh, actually, it was 9-11. They caused it because I was in the third grade in Riverton. Uh-huh. And no, my, it's Utah, right? Riverton, Utah. Because okay. it's Riverton, Right off Island. Redwood Road. Okay. We lived like a block away from the high school. On Road Redwood? Yep. <laughs> um, I remember my parents woke me up really early one morning, and we watched nothing but replays and reruns. And being that small, you didn't know what was going on, but. That's pretty much when I decided I was going to be in the military, and it didn't matter. It was I want to be a NASCAR driver, and my mom would kind of take a breath of fresh air. And after the military, then she tends right back up, and that's how it was with everything. Nice. So, what are you currently doing right now? I am an insulator in the oil field. All right, all right. So. I understand all about that. I <laughs> insulated it uh, with the union down in Salt Lake, and. Uh, Spent plenty of time putting a little bit of pipe covering on and, and some tin. So, yeah, that's a pretty good profession. It, it's itchy. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it pays the bills. Ah, <laughs> uh, you get over that shit. It used to get in between my fingers right here. Yeah, and nobody could see it in the webbing. And they called it insulator warts. Uh, I had a insulator, old Gene Bolo. Um, salute to him. We don't do shout-outs anymore because the Beehive does the shout-outs. I've been told by other people that uh, don't copy people. Just get out there and do your own criteria. So, salute. And I'm going to say salute um, with the D because Spanish instead of salute like a military soldier. That's cool too, but <laughs> salute. You know, I mean, uh, salute out to uh, uh, Gene Bolo. Um, yeah, he, he was a good mentor to me. And he used to tell me about the insulator warts and... and Wearing a watch, wearing nylon clothing, all the above where the fiberglass sticks in it. What a shitty deal, man. But the tinning, that's the fun part of the job. As long as it's not tanks, because setting scaffolding that high up in the air on a thousand barrel tank. Mm-hmm. That... See, we had the union guys. The con- uh, the We usually had carpentry. The carpenters union, they came out and set up the scaffolding for us. Yeah, it was a nice deal. <laughs> that's that's how the union works. It's a different trade system. And so you got your plumbers, your electricians. They all do their field. And carpentry, they'll build your scaffolding. They'll do all of the concrete work. They'll do the forms. They'll, they'll do the studs in the walls, the framing and everything. And then, hell, you just come in and do your job. Like the plumbers, if you have... Like out in the oil field, you have a wood sill that you put underneath the uh, your bundles. Yeah, you can't adjust that stuff in the city. That's a plumber's job. He puts the hangers in. You go into them and, and go from there. I don't know how many locations we've gone to where the roustabouts have used sixty million skids to do ten foot of line and. Foam yeah. I was with just started knocking them out of the way. <laughs> well, if you paid attention to my podcast, you know what a Rossbout is. Uh, yep. And and he, set, he sets up the circus tents. Yep. <laughs> and when you are one, you kind of feel like you're part of the circus. So Exactly. Um, yeah, we're just uh, sitting around. Uh, we're on episode nine. And we're going to treat it like it's a campfire. And we're going to stand around it and... and have a good bullshit session so nothing nothing drastic i have a few uh bullet points that i'm working on have you ever heard of the uh igy622 no it's a podcast by uh brian hellback out of salt lake and he works with the military the old military vets and he's uh a guy that uh wants to help out people in the military that are having a hard time adjusting coming back and so his podcast is totally addressed to those those guys it's something that i'm just going to suggest to you um i don't i I, i'm giving him a shout out for the pod immunity um it's not like i get any money out of it um but i want to support the local guys and stuff like that so you know, if, if you're interested in watch, listen to one of those guys, he puts a lot of rallies on. He has some land um, that they go up and I think they fence and and 
just get to work with one another to where they can keep their mind off of the shit that they've seen, you know. So that's a good deal, you know. What I mean, but uh, I'll bring that out on the podcast just so that that uh, people have an idea. But how about you, Joshua? What do you think about podcast or no? Don't you? Uh, what do you do? It's like for work or like for hobbies? What are you talking about? Oh, let's go for work first. The, yeah, everybody, this is my son, Joshua. So, uh, work for a uh, telecommunication, telecommunication company. <coughs> I uh, go through and answer phones. I go through and troubleshoot with a lot of customers online. Um, I won't disclose the company name or who I work for, but if you've been around the area, I think you can kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. probably like where i work yeah. yeah yeah pretty much um so yeah it's basically what i go through and do i uh troubleshoot internet and a little bit beyond that so just making my way in the you in the basin area so the you into basement the you in the basement yeah yeah it's a it's a catching phrase so what we're <laughs> failing to mention is that we've already done the interview my uh father and i um, but he accidentally deleted it, so we have to go through and redo yeah, it again. Yeah, I'm a bad son of a bitch. God so it's like it. we kind of ran out of things to talk about on this one, so we had to invite Forrest. But we were oh, going to... Oh, so oh, 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 this is how it works. We were, we were going to eventually invite Forrest, but... Side girlfriend. I see I did. <laughs> no, it's all good. I love having both of you guys here. They're, they're like both my kids. Forrest is like a son to me that I never had. A lot of concrete at Papa Quinn's. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's how we built the Where were you during that? We did the trip wall. He moved out. <laughs> Smoking pot and digging. Well, no. <laughs> See, what happens on the podcast stays on the podcast. This is how it is. It's like a Vegas trip when we come out here. Oh, you'd have to prove it. <laughs> yeah. No, we have a good time. Um, well, you guys been doing anything fun? At work or at the house? Either. You know, I mean... I'm... I spend... I, I mean, when I'm not working and I'm not studying for things I'm planning on doing in the future, I, I do a lot of looking at recipes and hunting equipment, stuff like that. I just, I don't know, kind of want to broaden my horizons on how I cook food and who I am as a person and what I consume. So, Gotcha. Any hunting tags? No, I... You're not hunting this year? No, we're actually... Uh, I'll be up on the opening morning. Um, my whole family got together, and we're going to spread my dad's ashes up there. That's what he wanted. Open uh-huh. morning elk hunt. So, just drive up there for the day and take care of that. And... You say your dad's ashes? He passed away in January. Um, it was... Uh, actually alcohol uh-huh. it, it was a lot of it and it wasn't a little bit here or there or your occasional drink or two it was half gallons and gallons at a time uh-huh. he uh ended up getting dialysis and uh liver failure and kept drinking the whole time he when that man set his mind to something he did it and he didn't just do it a little bit at a time he went full board and yeah, that's he, and he died doing what he did. So this is <laughs> your half father or stepdad? 
Step down. It would be step down. Okay. Um, my mom had me really young. Uh-huh. Um, my dad panicked, naturally. 17, oh, have yeah, a kid. Oh, I understand. I understand. You don't know. I panicked, and I was 26 when yeah, I Yeah, I was kid. 17. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, Josh. Yeah. He didn't really stick around. It was me and my mom for a while. Got a little brother. That was the coolest thing in the world up to that point in my life. I never got one of them. It was three of them, and pretty soon there's this older man coming around, and pretty soon it was, oh, hey, by the way, he's your dad. We're getting married, so. I'll be be damned. I'll be damned. So. I had no idea. I'm sorry to hear that, too. It, you know, you have those days where you're sitting there and you're working, and you're Uh going to town, and you think the stupidest little thing, and it's, it doesn't matter the way they looked at you or, or they taught you that and then it doesn't bug you and you keep going on and mm-hmm. some days it hits and it hits hard so yeah oh shit that's not fun at all well speaking of open hunt i bought a uh, 500 rounds of 22 shells if uh you want to go through and take my fiance uh, rabbit hunting? <laughs> you, you can't just waste twenty two shells like that. It's too expensive, Josh. Dude, they were. I was uh, forty I bucks for five hundred of them. If you guys are going to do this shit, be now. I think that uh, you should probably start learning how to harvest them and put them in the freezer. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that you're like, okay, tonight we're well, going to have actual, rabbit. We're well, going to have rabbit tonight. I'll actually go and boil them down and actually make a rabbit stock with them this time. Oh, I think I'm going to pass on that. We That's did the fine. rabbit stew with you guys. We we were talking about this in the last podcast. Yeah. Um, about bringing home like the ribs on a deer and like I want to go through and actually bring back the bones and stuff like yeah. that so I can make a uh, like deer broth and whatnot. Now this is the podcast that we lost. Just a reference. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Well, I'll have to go through and mention some of the stuff in there. There's some good <laughs> content. I mean, I was a little drunk, but I mean. Uh, that's what I mean by sitting around the campfire. You know, we, we're sitting here having a good time, and uh, and there's no reason why to get awkward because we have a microphone in front of us or anything. Well, in the last time we did go rabbit hunting, I, I don't think that our wives would approve. Because I'm pretty sure we were pushing snow with the windshield of that truck. Uh, I'm, I'm and sure it was would... a piece of crap, but yeah. it got us out of there. Not, not to mention names or anything. I'm pretty sure it's going to shit out of him. <laughs> Dude, what was that? A two-wheel drive truck and you're just freaking flooring it through there? That that one was four-wheel. Oh, it was? And I was in four-wheel drive. I don't remember being And we went down off one of the side valleys in Nine Mile because the kid we were with swore there was a cutoff road to Mighton. Uh-huh. And there there is... Um, so we went down this little gully and the sidewalls were getting tighter and tighter and the snow started going from the top tire of the truck to the windshield and pretty soon me and Josh were looking at each other and we're like, oh shit. What was that, mid-January? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually have, uh, wall tent pictures from that trip. There was some guy in that wall tent? Uh, yep. God, he must have been freezing his ass off. I and can't even imagine trying to stock wood in that tiny ass little fire. That was a 300 mile drive. Tent. Yeah. And it it was great. It's just out shooting rabbits all yeah. day. But if you're 30 minutes from town, yeah. you could just stay at a shitty hotel here in Roosevelt. Why would you go through and stay in a wall tent in the middle of January in Nine Mile? 
I don't think there's a shitty hotel in Roosevelt anymore that's 20 bucks a night. That's a thing of the past. I think you're looking at 100 bucks a night a damn near anymore. And you get the little soaps that you can't wash your leg with. So the Western Hills Motel was around at that time. <laughs> if you remember yeah, the but that was Hills. more like of a residential for people. We used to go over there. And the er- permanent crackheads. Er- Errol, Errol uh, Hollinger, uh, he's passed away now. But uh, you used to go in there, and he had stacks of pornos around his whole room, and 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 mom's best friend—that was her dad—and she was going over there to get a you know five bucks for lunch or something like that. And you'd be like, "Oh my good lord, I'm 16 years old, and there's all this porn around me. Can we come back?" <laughs> <laughs> God. That was such a shitty hotel. Mm-hmm. There, was there, wasn't there a pool in it that had like trees growing out of it? Yeah, when I was a young kid, probably about uh, 12 years old, that actually was a swimming pool. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then now, well, it's gone now, but a year ago, it was a great big uh, global willow that was growing out of it, probably about 30 <laughs> foot tall, right in the dead center. Somebody filled it in and it's like, we don't want to deal with the the uh health department and shit to keep that damn swimming pool up but yeah it's probably a good place to buy meth and result yeah and you get your asbestosis too (laughs) why not (laughs) you guys want crack recommendations we got all the places (laughs) oops sorry but yeah so no there is some good and bads about the basin and everything. What do you like about the basin there, Forrest? Uh, this this might shock you, but I I absolutely do not like it here. I I do, but I don't. And the things that I like is the fact that when you're just done with the day, it's a 20-minute drive. You can go up the mountain. You can be by yourself. And you don't have to go hiking. You don't have to fish. You don't really have to do anything. You just take that drive. Yeah. The thing that keeps me here is the fact that I have a wife and family. all of my family is here. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Forrest <laughs> bailed out on me when we were living together in an apartment out in Salt Lake. Um, decided to make a family. I didn't know what was going to happen. I do not regret that jump. That's all right. <laughs> That's some good single life there for my while. We went from you to Ty, which was an interesting little switch. You're, you're a lot cleaner as a person. On that. My liver definitely recovered after that, too. We did a lot less drinking after you moved out, though. And there was a lot less dynamite involved. <laughs> Have you Just heard the dynamite time. story? Oh, I was Jesus part of it. Christ. I saw it. Uh, like I said, the basin's like an eagle song. Hotel California? Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. You can check out, but you never leave. So, and you guys are victims. I am as well. We always come back here. And that's why we started this podcast is it's a, a satire to there's the, some to you into Basin. There's some redeeming qualities to the Basin. Oh. If you think about it, there there was a reason that we all came back. Diesel trucks. Uh, diesel trucks is yeah. why we're you back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, yeah. I got to have six, eight. <laughs> we should have named this podcast. After me, and we could have called it the coal rollers. Coal rollers. 
<laughs> Roland Cole. A group. That might be a copyright infringement yeah, there. No, Roland Cole. C-O-L-E. C-O-L-E. There you go. And, uh, and Mr. Uh, Jason Osler actually is one that brought that up. He says, you need to name your podcast Roland Cole. And I was like, all right, Roland Cole. But do it. we'll bring it up. And that's uh, Jason motherfucking Osler, to be exact. Because um, that's how I roll with him. Um, I think we're going to have him next week. So he's going to come out here. And he is a trucker. Um, he owns his own trucking business. He lives out there in uh, uh, South Jordan. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, and uh, he's a native to this country out here. Uh, his dad's Gene Osler. He lives out there in Hancock Cove. And, and Jason's somebody that uh, I lived with when I first moved to Salt Lake. Joined my apprenticeship. We lived with uh, Robert Cochran, and which is the president of Local 69 in Salt Lake. Great number. But, uh, you know, so, you know, it's a, it's a good deal. But, so. South no Jordan, fish. huh? Yeah, South Jordan. Lives in the second widest place in all of Salt Lake. Um, so you got Sugar House and then it's like Jason's South Jordan. White, yeah. You know, I guess it's not as bad as Provo, where everyone looks exactly the same in Provo. But South Jordan's pretty close. Uh, yeah, I haven't spent... Much time oh, in South Jordan? Yeah, I haven't spent much time down there. Uh, Jordan like, Landing. It's like Lucky the, 13, dude. The, the yeah. food is great and the beer's great, too. No. I miss the Black Sheep on 90 South. Oh, 90 South. And that was just close. That's it. why we went so there all the right time. Right there off of, I want to say, 89th or 98th is uh, on State Street is a bar named Sue. And that's where all the local podcasters hang out. Oh, really? Yeah. A bar named Sue. How do you do? You guys understand. You know, it's a Johnny Cash. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. Awesome. Uh, Dre Araka will uh, do some DJing there. And uh, uh, DJ Bad Boy Brian, which is on the Beehive as well. He gets on there and, and does quite a bit on the weekend. So... Maybe one of these days I might end up out there visiting with these guys. That would kind of be fun with a little pod immunity. Yeah. yeah. My favorite place changed out there, though. What's that? Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's? That's a Subway's place, man. It's it's 100 times better than Subway. You wouldn't think it. It's just another Subway, you know, another hoagie shop. But Jersey Mike's, I, I stop there every time that I go there. Uh, that's owned by some firefighters. I thought that was Firehouse Subs. Is that Firehouse Subs? I, oh, I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. That's great. I've, I've had, realized I've had Celiacs for like, what, three years now or something like that? So I don't even keep up with that shit anymore. Yeah. It was all that vodka we drank. <laughs> <laughs> no potatoes in that, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> God. I don't know. So it just all of a sudden, I just started dieting again. I was like, man, I lost a hundred pounds, and then I was like, gained you know a good twenty of it back, and I was like, oh, I should probably lose some of this, and decided to eat wheat beer and a burger. God, man, I I, I about died that week. So, I'm the kind of person that would just keep rolling with it. It's like, oh, I'm. Miserable. I tried. I ate pizza the <laughs> next day, and I couldn't walk the next day. So I had I couldn't stand up without almost passing out. It was bad. 
I'll be down. Yeah, so. I kind of killed that diet too because I'd be sitting there at like 2 o'clock in the morning just drunk. And DoorDash is a thing out there and they have a wide variety. We have it here. Beto's was the bomb. Dude, Del Taco. You and could, Del Taco. Dude, eight, Del like Taco. $18 could feed like seven people at 2 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. It was the coolest thing in the world. Basin should take some hints. We don't need Taco Bell. We need Del Taco. Yeah. Um, They have DoorDash here. For our three restaurants. I've only got two right here. On <laughs> two. Yeah. Taco the... Bell and McDonald's. Oh, shit. They're not even local places. Yeah, and when you go to order... It's like that'll be like almost an hour and a half wait before they come. And to it's your like house. twice like, as much as it would be. Shitting me, and then yeah, you tack on about fifteen dollars on top of a just goddamn regular Big Mac meal. You're like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? Do you want That's a fifteen percent tip for your uh, driver. <laughs> That's the gas mileage because all those diesel trucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck those Prius. <laughs> oh. That's one thing out here, you know, you work in the oil field, you got to make sure that that fuel economy is not there. You got to do your part. I waste five gallons of gas every fire that I start. Yeah. And that that's job security for me in the future. Yeah, I tried to grab a, a five-gallon gas can and I go buy it and then I dump at least two and a half gallons on the ground just to say that I'm I'm a part of the, the, the community around here. I ride my bike to work. <laughs> yes. Invernal, so, Invernal. Right? I, uh, oh, God, no, God. I have to drive to Vernal probably. I, I either drive to Vernal four times a week or six times a week. Yeah. And I work eight on, six off. So, kind of give you some God, idea. What a great schedule. Right? I wish I was back on it. But no, I definitely couldn't ride my bike out there. But hey, I actually heard something. We don't have DoorDash, but there is this guy who doesn't we, have a job. We do have DoorDash. No, yeah, we have DoorDash, but like it's only the two places. But there's this guy who, I don't know, has a drug problem or something. Anyways, he has a driver's license, and he'll pick up whatever you want for five bucks. Nice. I need that guy's number. I'm going to have to find it out. Someone was telling me about it the other day. I guess I, there's one that lives in Vernal, and then there's like a really like trashy version that lives in Roosevelt. Is he, he the guy that always walks from Ballard to Roosevelt every day? Um. No, you know that's something <laughs> I used that, to work with him. That's something I noticed here in Utah specifically. Oh, I don't know if other states do it here in the Midwest, but like if you walk to work, you ride your bike to work. Immediately, everyone thinks that either you have a money problem, you have a DUI, or you are just you got problems oh, with your vehicle. Dude, that guy that used to drive to Gary's Insulation every day on his bicycle. He didn't have a driver's license. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, have you been in the basin and drove down Highway 40 at 6 o'clock in the morning? They don't give a shit about pedestrians and bicycles. It is as long as you make it to work, we don't care. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, look at that son of a bitch. Oh my God, there he is. Yeah, there's not even a sidewalk between probably, what? Where's the last part of the sidewalk, Al and Al? Uh, I think we got sidewalks clear past the refinery. No, Not sidewalks. They got the curb and gutter. Yeah, curb and gutter. Curtain. Yeah, there's no way in hell I'd drive a bike gutter. that far. Not even if I was like, you know, the doctor told me he's like, you need to start really exercising, or you're gonna die here in a year. I would even do that. That I don't know. that's the other thing that's different between living here and living in the city is like, people out in the city give you directions. They're like, yeah, just go two blocks and take a right, and then you're on such and such a street, and then take a left. South. 
Yeah. And then take a right. And it's over there by uh, Albuquerque Avenue. Yeah. 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 And then good. out here, you're like, uh, you got to drive for about 40 minutes. If you drive yeah. 42 minutes, you hit the old meat plant. You drive 43, you end up up by mountain land. You need to turn around. Drive back four minutes, you're at the top stop. Oh, yeah. And you ought to get on the phone and call in blue sticks. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is bad. And my boss that I, I work with, he's like, if they don't understand where the, the address is, hang up on them. Get another one. Get another operator on the line. Just keep hanging up until you get the one that says, Oh, I understand you got GPS coordinates. Because a lot of those oil field uh, locations out there, they're not GPS. They don't have a street name. And they're like, where's the nearest street name? And you're like, Highway 40. <laughs> <laughs> Highway 40 covers most of the area. Uh, you're right? like, well, that's from like goddamn Provo to, or not Provo, uh, Kibble Junction, clear to uh, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado down there. When I was roustabouting, I was in the truck, and we had a water line, and there was some other lines around. So my boss is in the truck, and it wasn't on a location. Oh. It was is this in one you were working for Austin? Yep. And that All right. Was, salute to Austin Nolan. Oh, yeah. He's a great guy. I loved that job. I would go back tomorrow if he called me. Yeah. But... I think or, he listen. I think he listens. I hope he does. Yeah. Seriously, I will come back tomorrow. I will be there at seven o'clock in the morning. Boil your eggs, make coffee, <laughs> mow your lawn. <laughs> He's a good guy. I worked with him side by side for quite a few years. And you know, everybody that I've talked to, they've always asked me like, "Why'd you leave that job?" And it, you're like, "It didn't want." I didn't to. leave it. The oil field left. The, it was yeah. the COVID, and. That was the job that kind of started to open my eyes in what I wanted in a work career. But we were sitting in the truck, and he's sitting there, and he's like, I don't know how I'm going to call this in. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, it's in between locations. This one's going to be a tough one. So I get out of the truck and start cleaning up the little bit of oil that's in the water lines, you know. The whole time he's telling me about how back in the day you guys had a water treatment facility out there and it was the cleanest water and you could drink it oh I'm yeah sitting yeah, there yeah. looking at all this black water and i'm like i yeah, would not touch we bought it. a third party contractor in and they cleaned up the water and it was drinkable and it was actually water that they pulled out of the green river and then by the time they went to inject it it actually had a film that was toxic so they they cleaned it off and it is a cool concept. Um, those buildings are still there, but nobody is inhabiting them anymore. You know, what I mean, it, it, it switched out quite. One of the many buildings that you pass, it's kind of should it be there? Or should it not? Yeah, <laughs> it's probably got somebody's fifth wheel trailer in there just uh, so it doesn't get any uh, sun on it out here from the you into basement <laughs> sun that snow rots everything. But he he was seriously on the phone for about. 20 or 25 minutes and i listened to that phone call and he was so frustrated but that lady she stuck through it she found the other location he told her two and a half miles up the road and they had it staked out and i've also noticed watching tiktoks now because i have a wife that signed me up for it <laughs> see Same i'm here. old enough for it it's not tiktok anymore i call it tic tac yeah it's tic tac so 
<laughs> my wife let me play around on hers for a while, but then she realized I was following people. And then it became a problem. Oh, then I had to get my own. So you're following. You're like, if you're 30 and you're old enough, sexy Asian singles in your area. Oh, oh yeah, right in Fort Duchesne. Yep, Fort Duchesne. And uh, Asians in the Tridel area. There is one guy on there that constantly talks about blue stakes being off, and I, you know, they always tell you stay two feet away from the line. And 90% of the time, they're pretty on. Yeah, I've marked a lot of blue stakes over the years. Um, and I'm part of the pipeline thing, so we deal with a lot of blue stakes. Uh, um, yeah, I don't take it to heart. There's a lot of people that are like, you know what? I don't want to screw up. What if somebody hits the pipe? And you're like, they're going to pothole it. They're, you know, you get out there, you mark it. You got your line finder, you're checking, you know, you know, you're transducing, you know, current and everything on that line. It's going to show you where it's at. It's the same concept as going out there with the stupid uh, uh, metal, metal detector. detector. You know, I mean, you're walking around, you're like, I have seen guys with witching sticks jump out. And you know what? I got a lot of people that say bullshit and my wife would too. But her company that she works for drills water wells. And I have watched stuff on the Discovery Channel about drilling water wells. There's some crazy nut people that will bring chickens in to find the water. And the witching sticks, my dad can show you witching sticks. And they cross. It'll show you where the line is. And I've had little guys walk down there and all once your lines cross. It's just a magnetic energy. It, it, the pipe puts off. You got the cathodic energy that's coming from the ground. That if it's not right, it rots it. So it's a magnetic energy. It's a battery. Because well, all you're doing is building a battery down there to repel the elements of the ground and whatnot so it doesn't corrode. And... If you got the pipe coded right, you know, it'll be fine. The coating on it is great. Um, I'm pretty sure that we could probably bring in Angel Severa from the other side of the beehive. This is what the guys that they do with the company that he's working for. They put nothing but pipelines in for the gas companies. So, And that was a weird thing, too. So when I was out in the city doing that experiment and having a roommate and being single and partying hard experimenting thanks <laughs> don't make it, it sound like we're gay or you were my first wife yeah. <laughs> come home you're like what do you want for dinner and i was like i don't times. know let's go to the pub <laughs> but uh that I, would be cool out here if we had a local pub i was yeah, doing the sure. pipelining and it wasn't it wasn't oil filled it was suburban suburbia you know you go in it's just this dirt filled the grader comes in, scrapes your road, and you're out there with a bunch of track hose setting sewer and storm drain water line. I love that job too. But it was weird because we'd run these things called trace lines, and all it was was a wire. Yeah. Right on top of your pipeline. Yeah, we run and them out. Oil filled. There's times where I've gone around places and I'm like, all right, you know, you, you got your valve can coming out of the ground. There should be a wire in there. Yeah. And half the time around here, it, 
it's not there because it oh, was built one trace line for about 10 pipes in a, in a trench and you're going why don't you just trace line them all it's not that more expensive you know what i mean for considering it to get somebody killed uh, you know what i mean yeah i would rather see multiple lines for each one of them oh yeah yeah and then you got those internet guys that just come into your backyard don't even <laughs> dig it deep enough <laughs> your internet is still shitty after they put in their fiber optic i don't know what you're I talking said about at a desk. i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you guys heard about this uh girl that's been missing no nope. um her uh, boyfriend and her left in July to go to the Grand Tetons to check it out and was going to hit like Canyon Lands and Moab, Grand Tetons. And I think <coughs> um, the Grand Canyon and they get to Moab and they uh, pick a fight and the Moab police get involved with a, a domestic dispute and wrote it down you know on paper and everything but nothing really occurred of it and then all at once the boyfriend shows back at home without his girlfriend in florida and they're going what happened to her it's crazy isn't it you know i mean you're like all right and he's pleading the fifth he's not talking how many times does that shit happen out here be like hey what happened? Where'd, where'd she go? I left her ass back in Moab. Yeah. She wouldn't shut up, so I kicked her out. <laughs> she went on a nature walk. I yeah. I was not doing that. I am out of shape. She told me she wanted to walk. Well, here she is, <laughs> walking. She's at Eddie McStiff's. I left her ass. God, yeah. <laughs> no. All jokes aside, I, I hope they resolve it. Oh, Honestly. man. It'd be great if she just walked out and said, this is where I'm at. You know what I mean? But we all know that there's something deep there. You know what I mean? Did, maybe did the... maybe some other dude, completely unrelated, won the lottery, went up to her, kissed her. She asked what the hell. He said, I just won the lottery. I'm a billionaire. And they ran off. They're happily ever after. Yeah, Tahiti or something, you know? Yeah, they're having a great time. Yeah. yeah with COVID. Yeah. Why not? Let's mask up. Go Tahiti. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, there's a lot of crazy hiding places and stuff you can get yourself into in a place like Moab or even southern Utah. Yeah. So, I know that after going through in the <sighs> slot canyons. It's been too long, though. Escalon. What? She's been missing too long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot Do of Do you remember slot. that uh, girl I went to high school with that went missing for a few years and then just came back and graduated like nothing happened i think i know what you're talking I, about. i won't go through and mention names no but i think i know who you're talking about yeah, yeah she went through and disappeared nobody knew where she was at where she went they know if she hooked up with some guy and drove off and never heard from him. like six months later they heard from her in california girl my age huh 
I wasn't very social in high school. No, so Forrest <laughs> but, stabbed me in the leg when I was 16 years old with a uh, mechanical pencil. And uh, I told him he was an asshole. And we've been friends ever since. You're still butthurt over that. I, You know what? I just, I didn't know how I felt about you. You stabbed me and I was like. But let's be is, friends. You, you, you and Ty are always like, oh, let's, let's do this. And I'm like, whatever. And I'm always like a yes man. So it just developed into like a friendship after a while. It's like. Yeah, I guess we'll look after your truck. Yeah, I guess I'll go through and hold on to your personal belongings. Yeah, I guess I'll be your best man at your wedding. No, I'm just kidding. Stockholm syndrome (laughs) comes on many different levels. Yeah, I I guess I'll let you live with me in Salt Lake. I've been watching that uh, Money Heist on uh, Netflix. And when you said Stockholm syndrome, uh, there's a lady in there that suffers from that. Those guys come in there and they're taking over the uh, mint in uh, Italy. I think it's where it's at. I think they're all Italians. But uh, they take over this mint. And I mean, with COVID coming in, we lost all of our actors. We lost all of our good shows. So what they're doing now is taking foreign movies and putting subtitles in for (laughs) us. They're like, all right. And they're good shows. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good series out there. But don't watch your mouse. It'll throw you off. You know? <laughs> Jesus, what did he say? My fiance is Brazilian. Yeah. This shit we watch is in Portuguese anyways. <laughs> God. You watch it's like, oh, this is, oh, oh, this is bad. Oh. You recently just hiked get up to, to the Ashley Twins with uh, mom and, and your fiance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a good trip. Um. Yeah, I kind of, I don't even know if I should share this, but, um, yeah, that was, it was a good trip. Yeah? Yeah, um, Forrest and a friend of ours, we, we did a lot of, uh, interesting stuff up there that probably shouldn't talk about over the podcast. Nothing weird or sexual, just, yeah. Anyways, uh, so. Everything's open here. You know, oh, we, do you want to share that? I, I do not mind one bit. Uh, okay. We were what? How old were we? Like younger twenties. I, I think that would have been about 2015. I want to say no. It would have been sooner than that. I don't know. 2018 it, or something like that. I don't want to seem like it was that long ago, so I don't seem like I'm a weird guy. But we <laughs> dropped acid on that mountain, and that was one of the craziest slash worst experiences of my entire life. I don't know why I wanted to go back there with my mom and my fiance, but I was like, you know what? I kind of got to go through and face facts of like the horrors that I saw while we were there. It rained the entire time when Forrest and um, our good friend Dalen were up there. And uh, yeah, that was something I'll never do again. And it was something that came from Canada. So it's not like I picked it up from some random guy. It was made in the lab in Canada. Yeah, and there was no old guy in a van. No, no old guy in a van. And we took it up somewhere where we knew we weren't going to, you know, have any issues or any drama or anything like that. But, no, rain the entire time. We sat in the tent and froze our asses off. And we came home super fast yeah. after that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Remember you guys trip. ditched me. I was I was ready to go, eight and six. Yeah. Yeah. I knew what you guys were doing. I'm not well, dumb. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm on the I'm bright dad, side, but I'm not dumb. <laughs> I did find out that I have this internal want to learn aerodynamics. We all did. I I <laughs> did research aerodynamics as much as I could for like three months afterwards, and 
I had to like find inner peace after that. So I guess we all found a powder part of ourselves on that. What, what did I write down? It's not about the. Uh, it's not about getting to the destination. It's about the journey along the way or some shit like that. I feel like that might have been an old time musical attribute. You know, like finding your own way in life or something. <laughs> actually, you actually know why I went back there. You know, much, you know how many fish we caught the entire time? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I got right. sick of it. Yeah, like that's why I went back. A beautiful place. It's oh, actually, Twins is beautiful. And we seriously got tired of catching fish. Yeah. And where do you get tired of catching fish? <laughs> Up there. Some place you got to hike your ass off to. Ah, the prettiest place I think I've been in the U.N. is Henry's Fork, going up to Kings Peak. That that valley right there. Oh, is, that was gorgeous. That was I feel beautiful. like that's something everyone should go through and do. Not to mention, like if you're not used to hiking or you know even backpacking or you know anything, even though that is a long trip to get up to Kings Peak, I feel like that is something you should do. And the reason why is because you constantly have Boy Scouts up there constantly have people up on horses going up there and there's constantly always helicopters flying and parking on top of that for people that need emergency rescue anyways it's like yeah i think we saw a emergency rescue while we were there like every night that we were there there was one that came through and they'd come pick like three people up at a time for whatever they needed and at that point it's like it's like hotel up on the middle of the mountain so i mean you can get away and do stuff you can you know you still shit in the woods like a bear yeah but just in case uh a boy scout walks into your camp we had uh the scout leader walk into our camp he had no idea we were even camped there sitting there when fishing we yeah you remember he was sitting there we- fishing you're like how are you doing and he looks back at it he's like what the hell are you guys doing here and you're like well do this our camp i remember the big ass bull moose that yeah the big bull camp. moose that the dogs were sitting there growling at and i was like just leave it he's bigger than you oh that was so, yeah we also saw the uh um mountain goats up on that one yeah it's the first and first time i've ever seen mountain goats and there's two of them right next yeah, to each other yeah i've seen i've ran into a lot of mountain goats it's a pretty good herd pretty good herd on that side of the uendas and this side um huh. i don't know what it how many points it takes to draw but Maybe I'll tell you after I draw uh, my moose and my elk. Yeah. I mean, I'd shoot a moose. I have no interest in shooting mountain goat. And it's not because I feel like it's going to be hard or something's going to be gross to eat. It's like one of those things that I've seen once or maybe twice in my life. And I'll maybe see it probably a good 10 more times or so. Oh, yeah. But there's like like a cougar. I have no interest in it. Rarely see him anyways. Is that like the 45-year-old woman or... Uh, the cougar. Uh, well, we do have union here. Oh, you, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be a forty-five-year-old <laughs> or a seventeen-year-old, like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I keep getting yeah. older. They keep staying the same age. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh shit! You guys cracked me up. Yeah, you know, Nine Mile. That's got some gorgeous shit in it. And you would you, you you could take pictures all day long in Nine Mile, and it never does it justice. And I I cannot figure out why you cannot go through and just get the volume out of your pictures to go through and actually show people like, hey, this is a gorgeous canyon. This is a gorgeous view right here. Oh, I took Angel down there. Yeah, we went, we went shooting and had a great time. 
But, uh, and I mean, it was a cold day and I don't think he expected, uh, what we were doing. I mean, he's like, I'll get there on Sunday early and we'll go out. And, and I was like, okay, I'll take you, I'll take you out and show you some shit. So I pick him up, take him some Domino's pizza. We, uh, sat down there in the old mill in Mighton. <laughs> the one that I peed in and it says fuck on the side you know the breath weights yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, I went and picked him up and he was uh, renting a room there and we drove out to uh, probably about five mile I was like let's shoot the guns it's three o'clock it's February you know what time it gets dark? It gets dark at 5.30. And I'm thinking, I got to make it to the big hunt. <laughs> and all the way through nine miles, there's just no way this is going to happen. We got down there. We saw a lot of things. We had a good time. Um, I showed him the no, press, no trespassing, the big hunt. Um, I didn't get up into any of the uh, Fremont Indian civilizations up there at the oh, little the, camp. Yeah, um, that's, that's and, and cool. Too. Last time I went down there, they've set up more things so you can see granaries and stuff that I had no idea was even there. Yeah, every year they do something. Yeah, there. it's cool. And that that's the college down there in Price. Is it? Uh, what the hell is the college down there? Uh, carbon. No. Emory. Carbon something. Yeah. Because Emory. you got Carbon Avenue. That's that's their main freeway down there. Yeah, those damn miners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, we had a good time. And he's like, I had no idea that I came down here to make a story. And I was going to do a blog for our podcast. That's, and, and he's like, yeah. it's, I'm at awe. You know what I mean? It, it's amazing. Some of the oldest ruins in all the United States. Yeah. If you want to go through and think of it that way. They're what, 2,000 years old? Something like that? Yeah. It's pretty cool. You know, I mean, some of that stuff that's this down there. Um, and then the history that goes behind that canyon with the telegraph going through. The Buffalo Soldiers building it. Oh, yeah. Um, trying to connect a canyon back to price for the railroad. Yeah, there's some history there. And do you realize that there was 120 people that lived in the bottom of Nine Mile at one time? That had to have been cold. <laughs> I would not have done that. Do you believe that? You, you get down there like, oh, yeah, there's like four or five people here. Oh, my God. And 120 at one time. It was almost like They must be like town. descendants or something of that. those 120 people. Yeah. Only five of them are like survived at this point. <laughs> You know, those are some hard-ass people. We've ran into them a few times, and they're like, Hey, do you want to hop, hop in the truck? It's it's not snowing and, you know, pouring rain on your head right there. And it's, oh, no, I just like this fire and stand under this cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Uh, I love that country down there. There's so much to explore. And I, I'm getting too old, but I'll tell you what, if I was younger... I, I would definitely spend a lot more time. My uh, my dad, we, we, we spent so much time farming and, and gardening growing up. Yeah. That exploring, that was just gas money. And, and I wish we'd have done more of it, you know, as a kid. Yeah. 
And see, with my dad, it was completely different. Like, my dad was already on disability. He was older. Mm-hmm. So, summertime would come around, and when we lived in Duchesne, there was a couple of years for us smaller that I remember walking out a nine mile. Because he was balls to the wall the whole way, and it didn't matter how loaded with wood that truck was, if there was a road or not, he knew where there was a road. And as I got older, it was book cliffs. So, Massey Junction, the Divide... Dragon Bridge, the uh-huh. back road into Rangeley to go get beer at uh, yeah, 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, and Wolf Dang Cabin. And he'd take us out there. And we'd leave at 4 o'clock in the morning from White Rocks. And we'd get out there about 6, 30, 7 o'clock. Yeah. And we'd just cut firewood all day. We were dead. Me, my brothers, all of us just dead. And he'd be like, let's go for a hike. So we'd go hiking down these little <laughs> slot canyons and gullies and you'd find all kinds of old mining stuff gilsonite mines and oh yeah the divide bears all scenery wise i don't think there's too much historical down there but there was a lot of cool stuff and that's what i remember growing up yeah i saw uh Duchesne county animal control today taking a bear out of larson's field in pleasant valley um, they had a, a big um, pet containment in the back of their truck, and they were trying to load it this morning, right at the county line. And I don't see that shit all the time, you know. But definitely, and the funny thing is, is uh, uh, a friend that uh, I was talking to a day or two was actually asking me. About the bears down there. Have you seen any bears? I was like, I've worked 20 years out there. I haven't dealt with any bears. And God. then all at once. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Ty. It was uh, uh, Brett. Um, I'm not going to mention his last name because I've talked to him about this podcast as well. But uh, Brett, uh, he lives out in Hong- Hancock Cove. I fished with him and I went to school with him. But... Uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, check out. There's a lot of bears down there right now. <laughs> we, we, when I was a roustabout when I was 19, I almost hit a bear going into uh, right there at uh, shit Cyrus Canyon. Yeah, coming right out of Indian um, Indian land, the U tribal land that we call it here, um, right into Cyrus Canyon where it turns into BLM. Yeah. freaking bear run right across the road and I almost hit it because I was gawking off at something else. I think it was like an eagle up on the hill or something. <laughs> I get to see Weird. my fish share wildlife. I, I enjoy it. Um, but, you know what I mean? You take it for granted because you see it all the time, too. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, one of the biggest great horned owls that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, right in the front yard? No. Um, I have a tribal trespassing uh permit and i'm down on the river bottoms in and in mighton mm-hmm. and i have a, a pig that i go and chase and for people that don't know what pigs are squeal like a pig boy yeah squeal like <laughs> a pig squeal like a pig yeah um if if you don't know what it is uh, i put a projectile inside of a, a gas line it's either a foam or or it almost looks like an earplug that you put in 
in the gas lines and I shoot it through it. I have a, a launcher and a receiver and it's to clean the liquids out and so that we don't acquire pressure and keep the pressures lower on our uh, locations out there. But I shoot pigs, yes. It's a glorified potato gun. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Right, with a purpose. Well, some of them Just don't send it in backwards. Yeah. So, well, the, sometimes they do come in backwards. It, it's a confusing process. It uh, it does what it wants to. And you don't have any control. And you can't jump in there. And sometimes it comes in and it's in half. <laughs> it's in backwards. And, and I like to name them too. And I like to name them after politicians and football players. <laughs> if you put a name on them though you know where they came from where they were shot and how long it took to come in you know what i mean so you have an idea you're like oh yeah kaepernick just came in you know <laughs> <laughs> he's a pig oh wow nice yeah ever notice when you go through and get facial hair like the more facial hair you have like the more you just drip everything Oh my eyes melted. I'm still trying to grow mine in. Yeah, um, you're just looking pretty cute. I wish the podcast could come see it. Yeah, everybody else looks like lumberjacks, and I'm sitting here like a twelve-year-old oh, boy that's got a little bit of scruff. Hey, don't worry, it'll work in one of these days. <laughs> eventually, eventually, we might be on camera. It it's coming. I don't want it now, um, because majority of the time I'm listening to a podcast, it's on my truck radio that i'm at work so i drive down the road i'm not going to sit at the house and turn on something with an explicit nature and listen to it you know not everybody likes what i listen to so yeah most of my podcasts that i listen to are from the mighty quinn oh um that that's where i started listening to podcasts because i thought they were i never listened to it till a year ago pretty dumb you know yeah and then uh Started realizing on those boring days of work, those were uh, actually quite enjoyable. And now I'm looking <laughs> at getting into a couple more. So, Well, we've got the equipment. You guys start a podcast if you want. Uh, I'll come visit. I think we're a little, a little busy in our early adult lives right now. Why not? What is it? An hour? An hour every week? Yeah, now I'm putting out... I put out... A solo, usually on Wednesdays, and I'm trying to do one on Monday mornings and and Wednesdays just to keep up on the schedules to where people can get a criteria of what's going on, and I can make fun of other people and whatnot. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys could do a podcast you could hear the quietness well, mine would have to be every other the kids screaming last alive. night when i was recording i had a cricket no i was editing i had crickets everywhere in here it's like that's not gonna last till tomorrow night is it you know <laughs> so i've been working on your uh photos and stuff like that you had me working on them we need to get that tunage. shit out it just it's taken me a while i got eight days on six days off and i try to do other stuff with my six days off so 
<sighs> that in my six days off i do things like play dungeons and dragons so yeah uh, that's that's productive time hey i enjoy my, how, how far into it are you a couple matches um we just to finish one if you want to join us you're more than welcome to uh my wife doesn't like it when i nerd out it, the problem with dungeons and dragons is that every time you play it, it's like four hours into it and it's fun it, you you get about halfway into it, it's like oh okay this is literally just whatever i want it to be See, this is something nobody ever told me about becoming a dad. Is for whatever reason, you become a cheap drunk too when <laughs> your kid's little. Yeah. So you start buying cheaper alcohol too. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it tastes just as great because you yeah. get blackout drunk after three beers and it's it's done. <laughs> it's game over. And then you wake up to dad at ten o'clock in the morning. That well, ten o'clock at night, right after you've gone <laughs> 10 to sleep. Ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> My son's a singer, so he sings dad to me for a half hour right when I go to bed. And I just, my wife hates it because she knows she's going to have to put me to bed. But my wife's not that kind. She's kind of one of those people, you'll do your own thing. So I'm guaranteed to end up on the porch a couple times. <laughs> so uh, you want to hear what happened last time we played Dungeons & Dragons? Let, let's hear it. I barbecued all night. I, by the way, I made the most beautiful brisket you could possibly eat. It was juicy. It was the most tender thing you could possibly Are you going to share a recipe? Do. Yeah, I can share a recipe. Yeah, it's we need a recipe It's called on the a lot of time, one. patience, salt, and pepper. Yeah. Anyways, so I had spent since midnight going through preparing it getting on to the smoker and getting all of that done so every two hours i'd go through and wake up after that and then the next day i just cranked out a shit ton of homework or no homework uh yard work with uh ty who came over to help me out with that shit over the weekend and so finally four o'clock brisket's done alejandro came over at five we played dungeons and dragons he was like you know what i'll uh i'll have a glass of wine so i had one glass of wine Okay, well, I'm going to have a Moscow Mule. I had one Moscow Mule. And I was like, you know what? I might have another one. That'll be fine. All of a sudden, everything hit me at one time. And I am <laughs> pitch black drunk playing Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. Taking the clothes off. <laughs> trying to mac out with my fiance. And then I got my clothes off and went downstairs and watched Spongebob for two hours. You know, I feel like that's how those games are supposed to be. But it's weird to me like you have a dungeon master that's usually an older man and then it's marketed to middle school and high school kids yeah that's kind of where my hang up is <laughs> i don't know there's some there's some i'm not gonna lie there is some weird aspects but i'm still trying to grab my head around it too i i like it because you get a bunch of friends around and so you, you take can... your clothes off and go watch spongebob well, no there's just that one time you know what's the shitty part about that i went through and i was like hey why don't you go come over to my house tomorrow and we can finish this game out? Well, I was super hungover the next day and I didn't want to hang out with anyone. So I was like, oh shit, I told him that. Oh shit, I watched Spongebob all night. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I was just awful. The question is, is did any of them show up? Yeah, they all did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had to go through and play Dungeons and Dragons, super hungover. So like, if my character started out as you and then ended up being me in a later game. So. Fair enough. Oh yeah, um, it's been a long time since I played Dungeons and Dragons. Have don't... you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, I played it when I was probably nine, and I haven't played it since. I had actually a, a game, a board game, with the dice and all that, and 
pretty technical. It wasn't something that I really got into. It's probably as technical as when you guys all talked me into playing uh, League of Legends. Legends. (laughs) I'm over there trying to kill people, and they're like, you're a jungler. And you're like, what was that? that? My buddy's getting beat up over here. They're like, no, you need to stay over there. And you're like, no, my buddy's getting beat up over here. I have no idea that you guys followed the statistics. (laughs) And what you're supposed to do with that shit. And I, I just figured I was out there just playing, having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. When you're getting yelled at by like 10 people, they're like, stay in your lane. Why yeah. You you're losing? like, well, I don't even want to play anymore. What the hell is your problem? Yeah. Definitely not League, League of Legends. It's just more based off of like, you just ask questions like, can I do this? And the dungeon master will say, yes, roll me this die and tell me what it is. Okay. I got an 18. Is that good? And the Dungeon Master's, yes, you can go through and do that now. Like, I don't know. It's just based upon your creativity. Mm-hmm. I, I I like it because I sit in an office all day and I literally, my brain is fried most of the time. I don't get the special moments where your like, brain just wanders, you know, while you're digging or pigging or what, whatever you're doing nowadays, Forrest. I jack all trades, master none. I almost thought you were going with Jack, Jack off. off. <laughs> <laughs> Have not done that. I can honestly not say. Not in the shitter? Never oh, in a shitter. Speaking of which, let's hear your uh, shitty, what was, it, what was it, shit talk story? It's a shit talks. Uh, I think the worst one ever was, my dad was older and he was a truck driver. And he'd tell us all the time, stay out of truck driver bathrooms. Yeah. And then being in the basin, you see a lot of porta johns. Mm-hmm. They're getting transported to locations, man camps. So you know what they are. And every now and again, you go to the park or a state park, and it's kind of nasty, you know. Oh yeah. So I I grew up with this understanding. So I turn eighteen. My recruiter's talking to me about how great the military is going to be. I go to the military. The one thing he did not bring up was the shitters. <laughs> so I go into the military and you start out and you're in buildings. And then uh, when you get to certain points in your trainings, you got to go out to the field. Well, the one thing my recruiter forgot to mention was they have 20 porta johns and 2,000 people going through there a week. So one day nature takes its course and I have to use these facilities and take a shit. And I, I know we're going back to the squad bay here, not too long, but I, it, it's coming. It's, it's gotta be coming. And I'm like, okay, it's port shitter time. Like it's all or nothing. And this is California weather at 60 degrees all the time, night, day. And then it's toward the end of the summer period. So it gets humid and you're right next to the ocean. Like, you sleep at night, you can hear the ocean. Oh, yeah. So, it's humid, it's hot, it's like perfect conditions for this horrible story. And I go in there, and there is seriously shit almost two feet past <laughs> the toilet seat. And I'm I sitting there, the pyramid going. and I got the door open, and I'm trying to figure out, like, what ninja crawled like spider crawled up the sides of this porta shitter to take that last shit because it's pyramid it's, jesus it's falling on the floor and at that moment i decided in my life i could hold that shit and i did <laughs> i did for like two days it, it was Packed it. 
It was terrible, but you know, after that, I never, I don't use porta shitters. That was enough mm. to scare me completely. Scare you shitless, huh? Yep. Mm. <laughs> it uh, it only happens once in a while to jump in a shitter, but they usually are cleaned every three days. I it's an OSHA deal, but then they get that blue raspberry and everything. I got actually had Angel Zafara. From uh, the other side of the beehive today, he texts me in his shitter. He says, "Put this on your podcast," and he just runs and puts it out. And I was like, "Nice." Is it raspberry flavored? I could almost smell the shit coming through the phone. You know? <laughs> I, he's like, "No, it's, it's brand new and clean." And I was like, "Oh, raspberry, huh?" And he's like, "No, I got a landing strip." <laughs> I had to laugh though. I mean, because that's that's uh, basically one of those episodes on our podcast that's fun, is because everybody's got a shit talk, and everybody's got to get it out. And oh yeah, yeah, I got a good one that okay. you relate to. You know, uh, when we go elk hunting and uh, grandma and grandpa bring up the uh, prunes. Mm-hmm. Oh god, damn prunes are great. They're great. Okay, you got to count. You got to eat. Eight or less. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when I ate like seven, like all of them? No more than eight. No more than eight. See, my dad puts the entire damn bag. What? There was like, what, 50, 50 plus in there? Mm-hmm. God, I ate every single one of those going up the trail. Yeah, it wasn't cool. Dude, I shit my life away in the middle. <laughs> Is that a Snickers bar? No. Middle of the trail. No, it wasn't a Snickers bar. That thing was like a mound. <laughs> it's like. It was bad. And then we came back, and I almost didn't make it inside the camper. I already had my pants off and everything. And I just freaking uh, camped out in your toilet. They will clean you out. Definitely. Those are some pretty good prunes that Grandma and Grandpa built. God, they, they sneak up on you. They scare you. Yeah. They, they move mountains. I can tell you that. You got any type of clogs, any type of like you know, you know constipation you got going on, just pop like three of those in the morning. Yeah. You're good for like the week. Yeah. Definitely. Well, you guys good? You guys want to get out of here? I mean, I'm down. I I don't got anything else going on. I'm on days off. I got six days off now. Me too. I'm out. I uh, watched my grandson tomorrow. Took the day off. So, yeah. I'm good to play. I think uh, this weekend I'll go set some uh, trail cameras. I got a couple spots that I want to go and check, get ready for the hunts. Um, for Alcott? No, deer for you guys. I don't have a deer tag, but I'm trying to help you guys out, find something that's pretty good. And uh, Yeah, I, I don't have too much going on this weekend. Uh, yeah. I think I'll just... Uh, this is the first year I've actually got to go through and take days off for both hunts instead yeah. of just doing it on weekends mm-hmm. that'll be nice yeah i hope everything works out good uh we had a guy uh put in his two weeks notice and now my call outs are going to change but i think i'll be all right so we'll see how it goes <laughs> try not duck hunting this year are you i thought might as well i mean i got the duck stamp have you ever seen a duck stamp no. I'll have to show you, but um no, pretty pretty interesting stuff. Had to go through and learn all about it and all that. Not that hard to go through and get, to be honest with you. So. Ethics class or 
Uh, no, it's a... Uh, so you got to buy the duck stamp, which is through the federal government, which is something you have to buy at the post office, yeah. which is weird to yeah. me. And then you have to go through and get a uh, migratory number that's on your uh, combination license. Mm-hmm. You know that... Uh, what is it? It's like HR something number. It's um, your hip number. Hip number. That's what it is. Yeah, you go through and you get a hip number, mm-hmm. and then you can go through and carry that. As long as you have the hip number and your... your uh, stamp i guess you're good for as far as i know yeah so i'm still studying into it i want to make sure that i got my p's and q's in order to go through and do it speaking of which you know what they call it p and q's hmm. pints and quarts pints so and quarts huh? it's a pub term i'll be damned gotta get your pints and quarts together your uh what will they call the other way uh Mine... peas, peas and carrots yeah peas and carrots i'll be damned just like Jenny and Forrest back in that film. Yeah. God damn it. You're a celebrity. <laughs> I, I try, you know. Keep that on the down low. Well, I'm glad to see that you came over Forrest and, and came and visited with us tonight. You know, I mean, you're more than welcome at any time. Oh, I, I know. It's been a couple <laughs> years, but... I know you. You it's grew up and changed. had kids and everything. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I, I got Josh right here. You know, what I mean, but uh, no, don't be a stranger. Come on, on everything and share your life. Let's have fun. You know, um, that's what this podcast is about. It's a it's a journal to the Uinda basement, and uh, I don't know. It's kind of a satire. We love living here, but we hate it. <laughs> Same stroke. Yeah, and I mean, if you've got hunting and fishing stories or anything, this is where we share it. So if this is the old barber shop that we never grew up with, the old pub we never grew up with, let's start a new tradition. Let's pod. Let's have fun. And if you guys want to journey on out, I support it 100%. No meth pipes, though. No meth. I'm good. You like light bulbs where they belong. <laughs> In the house. In the house. So, uh, with that being said, uh, where can we find you, Forrest? Uh, mostly just Facebook. Just Facebook? That's perfect. I like to get on there, see what the rest of the family's doing, and... Every now and again, I throw up a picture of me and my son or a video. He uh, was helping dad with his projects last weekend. And he knows how to hit a nail, but he might hit your hand ten times. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just enjoying it. How about you, Joshua? Uh, Facebook, probably. I, I don't use social media all that often, to be honest with you. Have, have right. you noticed I go through and like to post a lot of things? I just don't like to like anyone else's shit. Yeah. It's not because I haven't been paying attention to you. I just I I understand you got a wife and now now I have to take my place as second. No, I'm <laughs> just saying you should Snapchat me more because I pay attention to that and I'll actually go through and respond. I don't like to go through and like every once in a while you and I like we, we banter back and forth. We we do. And the problem with that is is being an in insulation and you're 40 foot up in the air on a scaffold plank, the last thing you think of is to grab your phone to Snapchat. So you're going to put it on Facebook instead? <laughs> yeah, I use the shit out of Facebook. <laughs> nice. 
I didn't when I was insulating. I didn't call a, myself as an insulator. It was a instigator. Oh, I I can start <laughs> some stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I'm an instigator. Yeah. Um. So, if you need to contact me, it's uh, you went to basement. Well, it's you went to underscore basement on Instagram. Or Eskimo3481 on Instagram, Quinn Cole on Facebook, or you went to Basement Podcast. It's a private group on uh, the social media on Facebook. And the reason why it's a, a, a closed group is because our contact our, our content is explicit. And we say fuck shit, damn god, damn hell, and everything. We don't want your kids growing up saying that stuff. So, the new one is chicken fucker. Yeah. You call somebody a chicken fucker, ninety percent of the time they will laugh their ass off. <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean, unless you're from the basin and you, you know, like probably a good third of us are. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so my fiance, she's from the city. She she never realized that. She um went through and uh moved out here and we go through and tell her stories about how we went to, you know, high school kids who had sexual relationships with uh farm animals. And she's like, "No. No, that's not real. That's not a real thing." <laughs> and then, you know, she gets out into the town, starts, you know, taking classes and going to work. And she's like, holy shit, that's a real thing. I was like, yeah, I know it is. We'd like to have sexual relationships with animals. I mean, like some of us do, not all of us, obviously, but just one of those things. Nice. Very nice. And if you guys want to complain or anything, um, get a hold of my email address at eskimo.cole at gmail.com. Um, my uh, OnlyFans is on hold right now. I'll get back with you guys on it. And, you know, Woogie, we'll see you guys next week on the Uinda Basement. I'm out. Thank you.